Welcome to Follow the Boat. Tales not just from the high seas. We're here. We finally make it to the Taj Mahal. To set the scene, this week we're using a track called Full Moon Over the Taj Mahal by Karma Cosmic from the album Music for Tantra and Meditation. The Taj was built by Mughal Emperor Shah Jahan in memory of his third wife, Mumtaz Mahal, and the whole complex was completed in 1653. It is a mausoleum using Persian, Turkish and Indian styles of architecture the principal architect being recognised as Ustad Ahmed Lahori. The building needs no introduction. It's one of the most visited tourist sites in the world. If you decide to go there, do what we did and get up really early. Quarter to six in the morning, and we are outside the west gate of the Taj Mahal. Thought we'd try and get here early and beat the crowds. Don't know how successful it's going to be because I don't think the ticket office is open yet. So we're just going up to the ticket office now and get our tickets and see what we can do. Well, I've got my timings wrong. Turns out the Taj is open till six thirty. I thought it was six, and so we got uh, into the queue at five thirty. Doesn't mean we're at the front of the queue though. Disappointingly, I can't take my tripod in, which a little bit annoyed about, but got used to that the world over now. They're just not allowing photographers in with tripods anymore, which is a real shame. Defeats one of the objects of getting to the Taj early to catch that classic sunrise picture. But hey-ho, never mind. It's one of the most photographed uh, buildings in the world, I suppose, and mine's going to be no different to any others, so I'm not so bothered about that. Just thought I'd give you a little... uh, a little bit of background noise with some chanting from some guys by the queue at the entrance to the Taj. And over in the distance we can hear the call to prayer from the various mosques uh, around the area. It's quite very atmospheric. Well, we made it. They opened the gates at 10 to 7 and we were pretty much the first in and we rushed to get our photo taken in front of the Taj with the sun coming up and no one else around. We are literally the first people here. And what can I say about it? It is the most magnificent building I have ever set eyes on. It is just beauty personified. We are now inside the mausoleum itself. Do you notice something? There is not a peep, not a sound. We are the first people in here. Listen to the acoustics. Those are the pigeons flying around above us. More importantly though, we're looking at the inlay. This marble that's been inlaid with semi-precious stones. The detail is just phenomenal. I mean, 
this man must have really loved his wife and inside at the very very center I can see a sarcophagus and I guess that's her tomb that's where she was buried walking around to the back side I can see a gate which is really just solid marble that has been carved into a lattice work very ornate lattice work gate shaped archway which stands about eight foot high and running off either side of that is the uh, is the, I suppose it's a fence really it's a fence of marble and semi-precious inlaid stone listen to that sound the building itself is a good 50 meters high I'd say with an archway above uh, sorry a dome above and then there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's a ten-sided building. Very, very dimly lit. Just one, one light bulb in the middle. It's just casting enough light to, to see through the marble into the uh, sarcophagus. Liz is just pointing out a, a marble slab that's been put into one of the corners of the pillars with the most extraordinary carving, floral, floral carving. Again, very detailed, very deep as well. It's, um, they've really chiseled into this block of marble. Quite lifelike as well. And then down the side of the column, it, um, to me this looks Arabic, Arabic writing down each, each corner of the building. In the background you can hear someone sweeping, keeping this place very, very clean. But this is just the most incredible thing. We are the only people in here. Getting up early was really, really worth it. We got our photograph taken outside, the classic shot. But inside, to be able to walk round on our own. Just one of the most beautiful things I've ever laid eyes on. And I don't mind telling you, it brings me close to tears, it really does. The writing Jamie describes is indeed from the Quran and the columns Jamie was not able to identify are simply known as multi-cusped and are typical of this period. We're now walking around the outside of the tomb, but inside the uh, building still. And on each corner of this ten-sided building, there's a little uh, corridor that takes you back into the tomb. It's been glassed off. But all around it's laid, inlaid, with the semi-precious stones.
just snapping a couple more pictures before the crowds turn up. There's still no one around. <laughs> there are. There are many hundreds of people in the distance. We can see them heading towards uh, the uh, mausoleum itself. But what we're doing now is we're sitting on the east side and the sun has now come up and we're watching the colours change as the sun catches the Taj Mahal itself. You can see it change from a pearly dull white to a kind of orangey white I'm just going to pinky orangey white I'm just going to head back round and sit with Liz and watch this sun come up my feet are freezing though this is marble on the floor small square slabs and I've left my shoes behind as we're supposed to do all to cover them up I wish I'd cover them up now because they're bloody freezing but what a delight eh, to, to be able to walk round here without people around and admire its beauty with just the sound of the birds and the train in the distance. We've had the best of it really, we've been very lucky indeed. We've taken some great photographs of the sun coming up and catching the marble and it really does change colour, it turns into a deep, deep um, or orangey pinky white as opposed to the pearly white I was talking about earlier and there's more tourists now start to come in you can hear uh, what sounds like some kind of call to prayer coming from inside the building I haven't quite worked that out but, uh, Liz did confirm for me that of course that is Arabic both inside and outside the building uh, we guess it's probably the Quran but uh, we don't know for sure something worth looking into what I also love are these columns that run down the side of the building and they have this black and white zigzag shaped um, inlaid with, I don't know whether it's a black marble, but all the way up to the top of the building. And as I look up, one of the gutters has a bird of prey sitting on, on it, looking out. And above that, at the top of the column, is uh well i don't know what kind of column cover it is it's not doric it's not ionic and it's not what's the other one uh doric ionic corinthian it's none of those we've had a wonderful look round the t the taj mahal close up and i have to say that when I first saw it, as we came through the gate and looked down towards it from the Diana seat, as it used to be called, and probably still is, um, I had a lump in my throat and tears in my eyes because it's staggeringly beautiful. I've seen it before, but it doesn't make any difference. It's still, you do really catch your breath, that tired, overused phrase, catch your breath, you really do when you see this place. It's simply perfection. Some say the most beautiful building in the world, and I would agree with those some. Um, we've now finished walking around close up, and we were very lucky because we got here so early. There was nobody inside when we first went in, and only one or two people round the tomb and round the actual mausoleum of the Taj itself. So we've had an absolutely fantastic start, and I'm so pleased Jamie was able to see the Taj Mahal like this because it really, truly is the most beautiful building you know there aren't enough superlatives um now standing on the eastern side by the joab 
and the sun has come up enough now to cover the Taj. Got a few shadows just from a couple of uh, turrets, but she, the colour has now turned from greyish white to a beautiful deep golden white, with the sun rise um, going straight onto the onto the side of the of the Taj Mahal here and. Uh, there's nothing really to say. You, you can't possibly take a photograph to capture what it feels like to be here and to capture the beauty of it. Nothing comes close. Anyone listening to this who hasn't been to the Taj Mahal, please, if you get the opportunity, do see it and do do what we did and get here before dawn and get into the queue very early. And when you come in, just rush straight towards the Taj Mahal and you can spend some time, a good hour actually nearly, well, three quarters of an hour, on our own at the front here. Taj Mahal. Oh, well, that was the Taj. It's nine o'clock. We got here at um, about half past five, quarter to six, and uh, that was three hours well spent just really enjoying looking at the Taj and walking around the gardens, seeing it from every angle going into the mosque and the gates which are also extremely beautiful they're all made of red sandstone they have quite a lot of inlay work as well uh, marble inlay and stunning ceilings and walls with um, paintings and inlay work of zigzag patterns and uh, flower patterns rather reminiscent of Fatabat Sikri which is where we went yesterday well, it is made around around the same time, in the same style, of the same materials, and I wonder it looks similar. Those are two World Heritage sites that we visited uh, here in Agra. Fatah Basikri, just outside, and the, um, the Taj Mahal here in, in Agra. And it really is worth seeing, both of them. They're both worth seeing. A little tired now, since we're up at five. Jamie's just gone to get his tripod. He wasn't allowed to take it in, which is a bit annoying, but we managed. And as we went in, I lost a flip-flop, which decided to break. So I've been walking around the whole thing barefoot, which is quite fun. And I've now put a couple of um, shoe protectors on my left feet as I'm going to pick my way towards the auto rickshaw which will take us back to the hotel and I daren't look at the ground because I just don't know what I don't want to know what I'm going to be treading on <laughs> anyway wonderful morning and um, we've still got plenty more to do today Taj Mahal a dream a palace and the most beautiful building in the world and mustn't be missed on the same day we take in two other sites both on the banks of the Yamuna River the first is Chinikarauza, another Persian-style tomb, built for one of Shah Jahan's chief ministers, the poet Afzal Khan. The other is the Itmad Ud Dala, also known as the Baby Taj. This is the tomb of Mirza Giyaz Beg, an important official who emigrated from Persia and was the grandfather of Mumtaz Mahal. The tomb is also known as the Baby Taj, but it is older than the Taj Mahal itself, completed in 1628. It is the first Mughal building made completely of marble, the first to make extensive use of Pietra Dura, the inlaid semi-precious stones, and the first tomb to be built on the banks of the river. Although smaller than the Taj Mahal, it is often recognised as being more intricate. It certainly blew us away. So we decided to head into one of the lesser visited areas in the 
Agra and this is the Chini Kart Rouser. It's a tomb that's dedicated to one of Jahangir's favourite people, his poet, whose name I cannot pronounce. It's special because it was originally covered in blue tiles and there are some blue tiles left outside but not just tiles that are blue um, we've got several colours and we've got a lot of patterns and paintings on the tiles it's a shame that only, it's only partly um, remaining but a very, it would have been a beautiful sort of lapis coloured building because that's the blue that it is now inside, Jamie and I have come inside and the uh, tombs are inside the actual... Um, graves as it were the, the, the inside the mausoleum and we've got a lot of very highly decorated Persian styled interior painted walls and ceiling the arches are simple they're not cusped arches they're simple arches with a point in the middle the colours are quite muted but they've been they've kept very well and there's nothing in here but us and a few pigeons. Would you like to tell me what's, what we're seeing here? This tomb, the Sukrullah and brother Abjal Khan, architect Taj Mahal. This Irani design, Irani painting. Inside the golden painting. Thank you. That's great. That's what I read. Yes, there's some gold in the painting as well. And we've got the two tombs here of the poet and the architect. It's very beautiful. And it's great that there's nobody here because no one's destroying it. But I think it needs a bit more protection. Nice. Thank you. We've arrived at the Itmad Uddaud, which is the baby Taj. And first impressions, Jamie? Well, it's, it really is the baby Taj. Very, very obviously in the same sort of style, uh, without the big round dome on the top. But the most striking thing is the condition of the inlay as we walk through the first gateway. Uh, the, the marble inlay into red sandstone is um, as if it was, were built yesterday. It's in excellent condition and uh, gives you some idea of what some of the more run-down tombs and uh, uh, forts that we visited uh, probably looked like when they were first built. They were fantastic. Yeah, I agree. It's a sort of smaller version of the Taj, different shape uh, on, a, on a smaller scale, but small and exquisite. And uh, this is the mausoleum of Jahangir's vi chief vizar, and he was the grandfather of Mumtaz, who the Taj Mahal was built for. So they all knew each other. This is actually the first one. It predates the Taj Mahal. It's the first mausoleum that was built in marble rather than sandstone. So I am told. And it has gardens in front of it and around it which are beautifully maintained I have to say absolutely exquisite these, these simple gardens here with the lovely green lawn all around and as we walk up to the main building there's an obvious place um, dug shallow troughs all the way up with little walkways which will have been filled with water originally it's a shame that they don't have water on them now but uh, the whole thing would have been surrounded by water as most places were we've discovered on our trips uh, walked up to the front there's a steps that go up to the mausoleum itself and there's a little slide highly decorated where the water would have flown down and then it would have flown out through into the courtyard through the various troughs and then around 
the whole of the mausoleum. Hardly any tourists here. Delightful. We've just taken our shoes off and stepped up the marble steps uh, into the mausoleum itself. And as I said earlier, the quality, the 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 detail and uh, the colour of this inlay is quite incredible. What's most striking there is as you turn left, you see a number of illustrations that have been painted onto the walls. Painted uh, ferns, tall uh, fern trees with creeping flowering plants growing up the side of them. Vases full of uh, uh, poppy type plants and le leafy green uh, leaves. And it's, um, it's still there, the colour is still there. It's exquisite, it's in really, really good condition. It's almost more striking in its detail than the Taj Mahal itself. The Taj is more impressive as a whole building, but the detail in Baby Taj is wonderful. I'm now inside the actual mausoleum itself with two sarcophagi on the floor and they're this incredible amber colour but they're actually sandstone and uh, an acid has been used to give this marble-esque appearance to them. It's wonderful, wonderful colour. Uh, around it is, uh, they're, they're on a kind of slightly raised platform again with, uh, looks like black and white marble, leaf inlays Around that we've got uh, symmetrical stars and I notice also that they're slightly off-centre and I wonder if this is because being Muslim um, it's not allowed to be perfect, only God is perfect and so they've offset the two sarcophagi. Inside the room, which is four-sided, on three of the sides we've got this marble lattice work and that's what's letting in the light and of course the entrance as well so not much light is coming in and this has managed to preserve some of the wonderful colours in here uh, around the walls we've got some glorious paintings of uh, what look like uh, hibiscus and chrysanthemums and then there are some alcoves as well and in those alcoves are some uh, paintings that sort of remind me of my grandmother's old uh, placemats they're renaissance style uh, pots, urns, uh, flower pots, uh, lots of floral designs, all kept in beautiful order. In the corner of each room, in the, in the corner we have this very strange uh, honeycomb effect which follows the contour of the curvature of the corner and they've been painted what looks like black, red and gold and in one particular corner there's still quite a bit of gold leaf in evidence as well. The colours here have been preserved wonderfully and uh, it's in excellent, excellent condition. Possibly the most striking feature of this room is the ceiling, which has been divided up into diamond shapes and it's actually contoured as well, so bigger diamonds are divided up into smaller diamonds. Each diamond with a uh, floral pattern, very sort of medieval looking. And in the centre, we've got, uh, again, a very ornate, symmetrical uh, pattern with mainly black and gold, little bits of uh, red in it as well. What do you think? Um, I'm really glad we came here. I had no idea what to expect, no preconceived ideas, and I'm blown away by the baby Taj. It's 
almost as breathtaking as the Taj Mahal. Uh, it's great in a different way. It's more naturalistic paintings, the hibiscus and the chrysanthemums and the little, all the little uh, recesses. I love looking at all the pictures. And that the colour is overwhelming. It's not quite as perfectly refined as the Taj, but it's very beautiful, and I'm really surprised it's not on the World Heritage List. Yes, and I'm also surprised that certain parts of this have not been sectioned off because it is in fantastic condition, but of course you still have people coming in and the first thing they do is to rub their fingers on the paintings, which is always rather frustrating to see. But anyway, aside from that, it really is a very, very beautiful mausoleum. just walked back out of the centre part of the mausoleum but we're still within the building itself so we're walking around the outer edges of it and in the northeast corner in one of the corner rooms is another sarcophagus and this one really is made of marble I don't think this is sandstone it's a very large sarcophagus and the room itself is an almost identical copy of the central mausoleum but on a much smaller scale but the same style and the same flowers the same alcoves with their little uh, reliefs identical but around the edge where the wall meets the ceiling around the combing is this wonderful uh, frieze of again flowers and again, and again very medieval looking some medieval colors here as I walk out to the outer edge of the Muslim itself I'm looking out on all four sides are the red sandstone and the marble inlaid uh, gates, the entrances to the mausoleum itself and it's now 20 to 5, the sun is slowly dipping her head and those colours are really starting to come alive What you can hear in the background there is the rose-winged parakeet which I looked up earlier in my uh, Oxford pocket Birds of the Indian Subcontinent which we picked up in Jaipur which has been a very useful book and you go to the parakeets page and there are many many parakeets I was quite surprised all look very very similar but this one quite distinctive we saw it quite a lot in the Taj and uh, they're here in the baby Taj garden as well and they make quite a racket Well, no doubt you can hear Agratown in the background, trains and traffic, but we're sitting still in the uh, gardens of the Baby Taj. And I guess this rounds off our trip to Agra, really. Liz pointed out earlier that we've actually done five um, sites since we've been here, so that's not bad going. Pretty exhausted, I have to say, but this is a great spot to catch the last of the uh, evening sun as it settles down on the Baby Taj. We've got the sun to our right-hand side, so we're looking south. There's a few people sitting in the perfectly manicured gardens. Uh, generally, not that many tourists at all, which is uh, a shame for them, because it's, I think, as impressive as the Taj Mahal itself, but in a, in a different way. They're both special. We can't really compare the two, but they are definitely both worth seeing. So if you do find yourself in Uttar Pradesh 
well you're probably here anyway to see the Taj but if you can go see the baby Taj as well Follow the Boat is a travelogue covering our exploits both at sea and on land. The podcasts are just a small part of our personal odyssey. We invite you to visit followtheboat.com and share our adventure.